You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Friday edition of the podcast. Hope you guys are all doing fantastic out there. Plenty to get to ahead on today's Locked On Cougars podcast. We're going to talk about BYU's first round matchup against the UCLA Bruins. Found out last night after watching that thrilling finish that the Bruins will be BYU's opponent in the first round of the NCAA tournament tomorrow night. We'll examine that matchup for the Cougars. We'll also get to some BYU football news and notes. Aaron Roderick speaking to the media yesterday during media availability had some interesting thoughts on what he's seen from the quarterback so far. Also the pre-draft process for Zach Wilson and even some thoughts on the open practice, the scrimmage they will hold a week from today down there at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. So stay tuned for all of that. And of course, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU Sports News. Plenty of programs outside of the men's and women's basketball programs in action this weekend that will break down as well. So plenty to get to ahead. Let's waste no more time here letting you know what we're going to talk about. Let's actually talk about it. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 19th, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast, Focus on All Things BYU. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show is on Apple Podcasts in particular. Cannot thank you guys enough for your support of the show as always. And like I said, you guys are the reason we keep doing this thing, and you guys are the reason that we have success doing what we do. But getting going here on a Friday, congratulations to the UCLA Bruins. They advanced to the first round matchup against BYU tomorrow night via a win over Michigan State last night. Pretty thrilling game. And I, I would dare anybody to who watched that game, listening to this podcast, or just anybody in general who watched that game, just to think about the feelings you had. That was what March Madness is all about, folks. It was so fun to have the NCAA tournament back. We missed out on it in 2020. So many things we missed out over the past year. It feels so good to have March Madness off and rolling. And the madness today, obviously, by the time you probably hear this podcast, might already be underway. But, man, I... I, I love this time of year. I'm not the biggest college basketball fan. I will freely admit that. You guys may be surprised to hear that. I favor college football in the NFL and the NBA over college basketball. But this time of year, when these young men who suit up for their programs understand this is a one and done. You have to win if you want to keep playing basketball this season. There are some absolutely incredible moments that come out of that. And the hope is that as BYU fans, you guys will get that opportunity to see the Cougars have one of those thrilling moments or more than just one thrilling moment and that will kick off tomorrow night when they take on the UCLA Bruins on big CBS by the way it is a pretty big platform for BYU to be on the biggest channel that operates and televises this tournament 
It's exciting. Uh, funny enough, BYU will be the third to last game of the first round. Obviously, if they were to advance, they would play the winner of Abilene Christian and the University of Texas at Austin. That would be on Monday. Uh, we can discuss that more at the point down the road. We try to worry about UCLA at this point. And what we saw from UCLA last night was their ability to adapt. Because in the first half, Michigan State really took it to them. Played hard-nosed defense, was really physical with UCLA. And in the second half, UCLA said, okay, if you guys are going to really clog the paint, make things tough on us, we'll just spread you out and beat you that way. And that's exactly what they did. Uh, there will be some concern for Johnny Judzang. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correct. It could be Judzang, but I'm pretty sure it's Judzang. Uh, he appeared to injure his ankle late in that overtime of that game against the Michigan State Spartans. He did appear to be walking around without much difficulty as they celebrated their win on the court. So it makes you think that okay, maybe his ankle isn't as bad as originally feared, but with ankle injuries, they are so tough to really uh, negotiate, okay, what it actually is, what you need to be aware of, that type of stuff. But the good news is BYU now can really focus in on getting ready for UCLA, and I'm looking forward to this matchup. I think that the Bruins have got a good team. A solid team, a lot of good pieces, but they don't have what I like to call an alpha, a leader who really can just take over in the biggest t- moments of a game and lead you to a victory. Could that be a guy like Johnny Jutzang on any given night? Sure, but I just don't see them having that uh, team that is just, or not that team, the, the player who is head and shoulders above the rest of his teammates, the true star, uh, the crunch time standout, the guy who just really puts the team on his back and carries them down the stretch. You're probably asking me, well, Jake, who is that for BYU? I would say by and large, it is Alex Barcelo. I know guys like Brandon Averett and Matt Harms have had their moments for BYU, but let's be real. Alex Barcelo is that guy. He is the heart and soul of the BYU basketball program, and I guarantee you he has got every intention of staying in the bubble there in Indianapolis longer than just a couple of nights uh, from tonight. He doesn't want to come home on Sunday after they lose in the first round, and this is a big, big platform for BYU folks. If they want to legitimize themselves in many people's eyes, because I've seen nothing but massive disrespect for BYU as a basketball program, seem like as soon as the matchup came out that they'd be facing the winner of UCLA or Michigan State, everybody's like, well, that's a 11-6 upset. Pick whoever wins that first four games to beat BYU. BYU's going to have a lot to say about this. I really like BYU's squad. They have not played in quite some time, obviously, due to the longer layoff with their conference tournament getting over uh, earlier than other conference tournaments. But I think this is a program who understands how to navigate all the things that are going on. You're seeing them have an absolute ball, by the way. I don't know if you saw it last night on social media late. BYU tweeted out, name us a program who has more fun getting ready for COVID tests. you got Coach Pope doing like the air shoulder uh high jump type of stuff to celebrate coach Robinson doing the LeBron James push down these these guys speaking of the BYU men's basketball program they are having the absolute time of their lives and they're getting ready for a big time matchup against UCLA this is a big platform I think there's a lot of people out there who picked whoever won the first four game between UCLA and Michigan State as an easy 11-6 upset 
I guarantee you, if BYU's not reading that, it's going to be mentioned to them by family or friends, and they're going to be aware of the disrespect that is out there. I know that there are some people who are giving BYU respect, by and large BYU fans, picking the Cougars to advance in this matchup, and I am as well. I really think BYU's got a lot to prove as they take on the UCLA Bruins. This is not going to be an easy matchup. There's no doubt about that. Mick Cronin has a talented squad, but I do think that BYU has got the better overall team and the X factor I really do think is going to be a guy like Alex Barcelo. Can he come up with the big shots the big buckets in crunch time to lift BYU? One additional advantage for BYU in this matchup in my mind is their interior presence. Guys like Rich Harward, Matt Harms, they need to take advantage of a pretty soft interior defense from UCLA and just make life miserable for the Bruins and I think BYU could roll to a victory and then obviously then prepare for a round of 32 matchup against, well, if you believe the odds against Texas, but Abilene Christian folks shoots a large amount of threes. They would love nothing more than to upset the big dog in their own state because Abilene Christian is based in Texas, Abilene, Texas. They would not love nothing more than to strike a big one and beat UT Austin, speaking of the Longhorns, and it'd make it for an interesting 14-6 matchup when it comes to the round of 32. But nonetheless, this is a huge Huge opportunity for BYU, and I could not be more excited to watch it. Uh, Big CBS uh, on the TV. You can tune it on on your big screen. You can get it over the air. You don't even need a cable subscription to watch this game. It's going to be phenomenal, and I am so excited to have March Madness back and have BYU being in the mix for it. And of course, uh, with the game being a Saturday night, I'm actually going to stay up and I'm going to do a special edition of the podcast. We're going to talk about it after the game goes final, a postcast edition, and obviously we'll preview whatever happens should they win uh, going into Monday, or we'll put a a cap on the season on Monday. It's one and done at this point. You guys know that. This is how the NCAA tournament works, and that's both the thrill and the agony of this event. Your team wants to stay alive. They got to keep winning. They want to keep playing. They got to keep winning. You lose, you're done, and you go home, and your season's over just like that. Man, it is just so much fun to have this year, and I'm super, super stoked to see BYU in action tomorrow night. And I do think the Cougars, they got something cooked up for UCLA, and I'm expecting them to take care of the Bruins and advance to the round of 32. All right, coming up here momentarily, we'll switch gears a little bit and talk about BYU football. Had a chance to speak with BYU offensive coordinator Aaron Roderick during media availability yesterday evening. Had some great thoughts from him that we'll get to, but today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at betonline.ag folks if you've not taken advantage of betonline's offer we'll tell you a little bit more about it but i want to encourage you guys to check them out because they are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action football definitely in the rearview mirror but nba basketball college hoops this weekend if you want to get in on the madness of march and bet on it do it with bet online they even cover award shows tv shows and reality tv if you're more into the prop bets or kind of everyday life stuff they've got it all for you guys real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine head to the website or use your mobile device at betonline.ag to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus upon your first deposit you heard that right a 50% welcome bonus all you got to do is when you make that first deposit use the promo code locked on and you'll get 50% of whatever you deposit added onto your account if you want to have some extra cheddar so to speak on the games this weekend with regards to the NCAA tournament well do it with our friends at betonline it is the best place to play 
place your bets. And then, of course, they want to help you guys out. So once again, betonline.ag, sign up for a free account, and use that promo code Locked On for that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. It's all courtesy of BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Guys, you are well aware that we cover BYU in-depth and about as well as anybody out there. But what about the rest of the sports world? Where are you getting all your updates? I want to encourage you guys to check out the Locked On Today podcast. It is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and its goal is to get you up to speed on everything going on in sports from the night before in 20 minutes or less. It's hosted by Peter Bukowski, who does a great job summarizing all the biggest storylines, debates, and topics you'll be discussing with your family and friends around the water cooler, whatever it might be, every single day. And like I said, 20 minutes or less, you're up to speed and on your way. Download it wherever you get your podcasts, just like Locked On Cougars. All right, continuing on here. Uh, one note, by the way, I failed to note previously on the BYU basketball front. We'll get to the BYU football front here in just a moment. Uh, Greg Rubel put this out on social media last night. BYU's all-time record versus UCLA is 12-12 and overall. Their last was last year in the Maui Invitational. BYU won that game 78-63. It was one of Mick Cronin's first games, if not his first game as head coach of the Bruins. It's been a two seasons difference essentially at this point when they match up again, but BYU did win the most recent matchup. And then in the NCAA tournament, BYU and UCLA have played to a 2 2 stalemate. 1949 to 1950, BYU won 83-62 in the consolation round in Kansas City. 1964 to 65, BYU lost 100 to 76 in the West Region semifinals in Provo. In 1970-71, they lost 91 to 73 in the West Region semis in Salt Lake City. And then most recently in 1980-81 they won that game 78 to 55 in the East Regional second round held in Providence, Rhode Island. And as Greg also notes, uh, the fifth matchup between the Bruins and the Cougars, it marks the most uh, common opponent BYU's ever faced in their NCAA tournament history. Five meetings all time against the Bruins after they match up tomorrow night. Once again, a 740 approximately tip off on CBS. That's probably going to slide back a little bit, but I guess it probably tips off closer to eight o'clock. But nonetheless, uh, some notes I wanted to pass along to you. I saw those from Greg as I was uh, recording here. I wanted to pass those along to you guys. All right, time to talk some BYU football now. Had a chance along with some of the other media members to catch up with BYU offensive coordinator Aaron Roderick, a great coach, a guy who is very insightful with his comments if you pay attention to them. I had a great chance to ask him a number of questions, kind of pieced them all together for you guys. You're going to hear them all back to back. I believe five questions in all. And I started off the interview really simply with Coach Roderick asking him, well, how's the quarterback battle going, Coach? Good. Um, We, you know, we have four guys taking reps right now, which um, isn't easy, but I feel like, uh, you know, we're getting into this, into the deep into spring ball now where they're starting to sort of uh, accumulate enough reps that we're starting to get a good idea of who, who each one of these guys are. And, um, but we're still very much in the process of evaluating them. When it comes to evaluating guys in spring versus say training camp coming up in August, are there differences or is it the same process, just the early part of that process? Spring and training camp are fairly similar. Um, I would say maybe the only difference being in spring, you're really giving reps to a lot of a lot of players at other positions as well. Where you're kind of trying to find out who some of your younger guys are and develop them, bring them along. Um, where in training camp, you 
you know, after that probably first week of training camp, you're, you're more zeroing in on the guys that are going to play for you. And so that, that would probably be, I think the execution level in, in fall camp usually goes up a little bit, you know, it's just, as you zero in more on who's going to play and those guys get reps of playing together. So that can help the quarterback sometimes, but, um, they're very similar. When it comes to Zach, obviously the pre-draft process, he is all over the place. Headlines everywhere. I just wanted to ask you, how many conversations have you had with NFL personnel? Uh, I'm just talking more about specifically since the season ended in this lead yeah. up to the draft. Too many to count. I mean, it, it got exhausting for a while. I was There was a the minute there where I was like, I'm spending so much time on it. It was kind of eating into my job time here. Um, I'm happy to do it, of course, for him. I'm proud of him, happy for him. But yeah, a lot of teams, he's, there's a lot of teams that like him. I know that. I don't, I don't know when he's going to go, but I know there's a lot of teams that really like him. Building off that, you being the passing game coordinator, you had your hand across all the positions from last year. Have you had conversations about guys like Brady and some of the other players that are in this draft class, Dax, etc.? Yeah, sometimes not not every scout or every you know uh, management person or whoever I talk to. Not not all of them ask me about those guys. Some some ask me about all of them. Some of them just ask me about Zach. So that's more mixed. Um, but yeah, I've I've had conversations about all of our offensive players with with uh, various teams, and then. I think I've talked to almost everybody about Zach. Last thing for me, I just wanted to ask you real quick. You guys are going to have that open practice next Friday. Actually have fans out there. Are you excited to have fans back in the stands, just have a little fun out there on the field again? Yes, and I just I want to say right now, I wish our, our – uh, our depth and our injury situation was a little more suited to actually have a spring game. You know, we, two years ago, we had one over at Provo high. That was really fun. It was, it wasn't probably wasn't the best football game in the world, but it was fun. We split up into teams and we played a spring game and we had a good time doing it. It was entertaining. Uh, we wanted to do something like that. I don't think it's going to be possible though. We're just, we got O linemen, a couple of guys that have had some, Injuries, and we got to be smart about getting to the season healthy. So we're probably it's probably going to be more of a practice, but you'll still see a good amount of football, offense against defense, some scrimmaging. Uh, we'll throw the ball around, and everybody can everybody can uh, you know email me and DM me their opinions of our quarterbacks. I'm sure I'll get a whole bunch of those, and uh, that'll be great. There you go, BYU offensive coordinator Aaron Roderick. Thank you to him for taking the time to join the media. As always, we heard him talk about it there. Yes, if you go out to Lavelle Edwards Stadium for the open scrimmage, if you're so lucky to get tickets among the 7,500 people who will be allowed to attend, by the way, and maybe I haven't talked about that enough on the podcast, but a week from today at 6 o'clock Mountain Time, BYU will hold an open practice at Lavelle Edwards Stadium to cap spring ball. 7,500 tickets are being made available, $10 a pop, and if you want to get out and watch them, according to Coach Roderick, it will not be a true spring game due to injury concerns, like you said, along the offensive line, etc. But nonetheless, an opportunity to see the Cougars practicing, wearing their helmets, hang out at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Uh, concessions will be open if you're so lucky to get down there to that. I encourage you guys, if you have an opportunity to go, there's only so many opportunities every year to watch the Cougars in action. And 
I'm looking forward to it. I have not been to a practice for BYU or been to in in person media availability in well over a year. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm expecting the media will probably do our interviews via Zoom still after the game. But the fact to have access to see them with our own eyes outside of a game format be pretty nifty and I'm looking forward to that but you heard him talk about also the situation with Zach Wilson he has talked he said with every NFL franchise they're doing their due diligence on this young man Uh, Mike Wilson tweeting out last night Zach Wilson is back in town already working out the indoor facility uh, working on his throws and that stuff a week from Friday is also going to be pro day. It will be featured prominently on ESPN, NFL Network, as well as BYU TV at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. And I'm expecting Zach Wilson to put on a show. And you heard Coach Roderick talk about the fact he's had a lot of conversations with folks, making sure that they understand what he knows about Zach, his relationship with him, what kind of player, obviously, Zach is, what it's been like to coach him. There's so many questions I'm sure Aaron's been peppered with. You heard him talk about the fact it got overwhelming at one point, and I guarantee it was overwhelming. Because these teams, they're making a multi-million dollar investment in a human being. They're going to do absolutely everything within their power to have the most uh, relevant information on that athlete. They're going to talk to as many people from their background, coaches, family, friends, uh, business associates. I don't know what it is. They're going to dig deep. And Aaron Roderick obviously is going to be a prominent voice with that because he has such a hands-on role with the development of Zach Wilson. But nonetheless, good to hear from Coach Roderick. Get his thoughts on the quarterback battle, the four guys. Hear him talk about the fact that it's still pretty even. It'll continue on into the spring, no, uh, not the spring, into the summer, and on into training camp, no doubt. They're, it's just very clear that that's the case. And everything I've heard out of BYU is it's still very much even. All four quarterbacks are very much in the mix, all getting even reps and doing their uh, best to prove to the coaches that they're capable of being the guy. But I think Aaron Roderick's handling things the right way. You heard him talk about, yeah, we're making sure guys get equal looks, have an opportunity to show what they can do. But, yeah, once you get into training camp, about a week in, then you start focusing in on, okay, these are our starters, these are our twos, and then the game plans go into effect, and then you're on into the season. And that's when a lot of guys have to either figure out if they're going to be in that two deep or be scout team members. Or in some cases, they say, you know what, I'm going to go play elsewhere, and they transfer. I don't hope that BYU doesn't have that many transfers this year, but I can guarantee you just due to the numbers you're going to see some transfers and hopefully they're not the quote-unquote big names because they have proven themselves worthy of being in that 2d but that's a topic for another day all right coming up here in just a minute we'll talk a little bit more about byu some good news coming uh in terms of byu and the game day atmosphere at lavelle edwards stadium we'll talk about that and obviously look ahead to the weekend uh, that is going to be for byu sports plenty of sports in action we'll break that down here momentarily today show is brought to you in part by our good friends at Built Bar, folks. We've talked a lot about these bars. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, the most amazing and the most delicious protein bars you have ever had. They're all covered in 100% chocolate, but it is, of course, Built Bar madness right now. Built Bar trying to figure out who is the best, or which Built Bar, excuse me, is the best of them all. Well, you guys can have your say. You can go to BuiltBar.com. They have their bracket up, and you guys can cast your vote every single day. Today's matchup is an interesting one. Caramel brownie against double chocolate. Both delicious flavors, but I'm actually going to have to opt to have caramel brownie, and here's why. 
I happened to eat a caramel brownie one for my snack today. So that's why I, it pushed it over the top for me. I'll tell you this much. Every flavor of Built Bar is delicious. I guarantee you'll be able to find one, two, or maybe 15 that you will enjoy. You can go to BuiltBar.com, cast your vote for Built Bar Madness. While you're there, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. Make sure to cast your vote in the Built Bar Madness while you're there or follow them on social media at Bar underscore Built on Twitter and cast your vote that way as well. It's all Built Bars all the time, folks. They're absolutely phenomenal. I encourage you guys to give them a shot. Promo code LOCKED for 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. We were just talking about NFL draft prospects for Zach Wilson. But I want to encourage you guys, if you're getting ready for the NFL draft, check out the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. Their host, Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak, get you ready with their latest positional rankings and analysis on 2021 draft prospects with Team Central guest mocks right around the corner upcoming. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's talk a little more BYU football for a moment here. Um, some news being dug out, and I'd been told about this a while back, but was sworn to secrecy by somebody about it, that there's an upgrade coming to the video boards at BYU. Obviously, they were upgraded last, I believe, in 2012. And in the electronics world, you get to about a decade, which they're about nine years old at this point. They might as well be ancient relics. And BYU is upgrading the facilities at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And I'll tell you this much, the South South end zone, the video board that's going on on that end in particular, is going to be significantly larger. I believe 134 feet long. Uh, the way it was described to me is if you guys are familiar with Rice Eccles Stadium or a Rio Tinto Stadium in Salt Lake City, the video boards on the south ends of both of those stadiums will be slightly larger than BYU's overall, but not by much. But the more impressive part for BYU is that they, with more technology or better technology, are going to have a much clearer picture on those video boards, the new ones going into LES. So look forward to that. Obviously, upgrades coming to the north side as well. Uh, the one thing about the north is it will not be as big of a video board because of the sound system. They project all the sound at Lavelle Edwards Stadium actually from the north end of the stadium. And it fills up enough. Obviously, you guys have been to games there. You know how noisy it gets. It used to be that it came from both the north and south end zones with the sound. They realized that with the acoustics and everything, they could just play it from the north. And there's also, also some other issues with regards to city ordinances and the like, but that's why the north end zone video boards will not be as big. You, if you want more details on this, there was a, a great job internet sleuthing by BYU Foam Finger, who is a listener to this podcast, if I'm not mistaken. He put it on social media yesterday. He found the Provo City um, Planning or Zoning Commission's uh, report on this that they're expected to approve for BYU and has more of the details on what it's going to look like, some renderings from the artist, but I'll tell you this much the new video boards the ribbons that go alongside them can be another immersive and another just a fantastic feature added to the game day experience there at Lavelle Edwards Stadium and I think it's actually a really cool thing that BYU is doing and let me be clear about one thing I do know this is probably going to become an issue at some point because obviously BYU just went with the whole all-in campaign trying to get out of that 20 million dollar hole I can tell you this much in talking with people who know more about this with regards to the upgrades coming to LES all of the funds for these new video boards are coming via donors. This is not anything that BYU is doing fundraising for with regards to the all-in campaign. They're completely 
completely separate issues. So let's be clear about that. This is not BYU begging for money and then turning around saying, sweet, we got money, put those video boards in. This was already in the works for a long time before the whole all-in campaign went down. It is a donor that is putting up the money to put those new video boards in. So just wanted to clear up any confusion with that in case there was any out there. All right, other things we need to touch on today. Congratulations to BYU Baseball. They opened up their series at LMU with a 5-4 to victory. Good to see that after they lost in a walk-off earlier this week on their way to Southern California, losing at Dixie State 5-4 to in that walk-off scenario. Other programs in action this weekend include the men's and women's swimming and diving programs. They're headed to the NCAA Championships. Best of luck to them this weekend. A men's and women's track and field. They're at the UNLV Invitational down there in Las Vegas. Hopefully have a good outdoor showing because it's now outdoor season with the NCAA Indoor Championships out of the way. Women's tennis will be in action against Portland. That will be taking place today at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. If you want to watch that, it will be the indoor tennis courts. There's a live stream link on the BYU Cougars website. Men's volleyball number two ranked team in the country. They have a back-to-back set this weekend against Pepperdine. That will be broadcast uh, from Malibu, California. First uh, match will be today at 2 o'clock Mountain Time. The WCC Network will have a live stream for you of that. BYU Baseball Game 2 against LMU is this evening at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. Of course, a radio broadcast on the BYU Sports Network. BYU Radio 107.9 FM. And obviously tomorrow night, BYU Basketball in action as they take on UCLA. Looking forward to that. That will also be on the BYU Sports Network in addition to CBS television-wise. Women's Tennis is right back in action tomorrow as well. they got a matchup against Utah State in Provo, so back-to-back set at home. 11 a.m. for the start of that match between the Cougars and the Aggies. Men's tennis is in Las Vegas to take on UNLV. That'll be at 12 o'clock noon on Saturday, as well as women's volleyball. They beat San Diego in four sets earlier this week. They have another matchup tomorrow at 1 o'clock Mountain Time. This will be televised on BYU TV between the Toreros and the Cougars. If you want to watch that, it's kind of a prelude to what's going on tomorrow night with BYU men's basketball, but should be a lot of fun in that regard. And then finally, the uh, rubber match, the final match, or the final match up for BYU baseball will be at two, uh, two o'clock Mountain Time against LMU there in Los Angeles, and also BYU women's soccer is on the road at Pacific in Stockton. That'll be at two o'clock Mountain Time. That'll also have a broadcast on the BYU Sports Network radio wise. So a full day if you're looking to track BYU sports. A full weekend ahead. But looking forward to it all the same. Oh, and I apologize. One other note I need to note here: women's gym. Best of luck to them. They take part in the MRGC Championships. That's the Mountain Ridge Mountain. Uh, Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference is the conference they participate in. The MRGC Championship. I just stuck with that. Couldn't remember it off the top of my head. But they're in Logan at the D. Glenn Smith Spectrum. That'll be tomorrow night at 6 p.m. There'll be a live stream leak on BYUcougars.com if you want to watch the women's gymnastics program chase a conference championship up there in Logan. So, plenty of sports. Uh, Sorry I wasn't necessarily as clear on getting them out as I would like to be. But you know what? Having fun all the same and looking forward to the weekend that is. Of course, well, like I said, we'll do a postcast edition tomorrow night after BYU and UCLA wrap up. And obviously Monday's edition, well, either we're previewing a round of 32 matchup for the Cougars or we're looking at the offseason because the season is over just like that. Hopefully more of the former rather than the latter. But have a great weekend all the same. We'll be talking to you guys soon. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 19th, 2021. And we will talk to you tomorrow or potentially on Monday. Talk to you soon.